Today we talk to Brooke Rasnick. Shocker fans would remember her as Brooke Demo. She is currently an assistant coach for Louisville Track and Field. We uh, talk a little bit about the coronavirus and what's going on at Louisville these days. They've been in the news a little bit. We also run through her career, which started, which started at El Dorado, Kansas, before going to Wichita State. She made a quick stop at the University of Oregon and then to my alma mater, Kent State, and then is now at Louisville since 2013, where she's had five All-Americans and been part of a, a terrific situation there at Louisville with the Cardinals. So Brooke is a, was a great athlete and a great leader on our team at Wichita State. I think listening to her, you'll understand why she became a coach, and she's continued to move up the coaching ranks in the NCAA. So really enjoyed chatting with Brooke Rasnick. All right, and now we are here with Brooke Rasnick, as most shockers will know her as Demo. Uh, thanks for joining us today. I know that you're trying to keep busy out there with family and and all things Louisville track and field. So the the three things I think that as all the coaches have kind of in common with what's going on is we're all kind of confused and lost in this time. We're missing our athletes and track and field in general. And then there's a lot of uncertainty about the future. And so I was going to ask you about each one of those one at a time. And so, you know, when everything is happening and everything has been happening, you know, how have, how has Louisville track and field dealt with this uncertain time that, you know, and, and, and is there anything unique that you guys are doing that maybe now everybody else would benefit from? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I've been really impressed with our leadership at Louisville and, you know, from the top down from our president to our athletic director, um, you know, through our sports, sports supervisor to, to my head coach and, um, our, our athletic director has kind of been on the front end of, of being proactive through this and, has been, I think, kind of a, a resource to other athletic directors across the country as he's kind of come from the uh, business world into college athletics. Um, so, so watching them, how they're handling it, and how their leadership, you know, has been a really high level has been impressive. And, um, you know, and it's also sad, like we, you know, they've decided to furlough, you know, some employees over the summer and they've cut, you know, support staff and cut positions. I think about 25% of our athletic department has been affected um, employees in some way or in another, but, um, you know, they're projecting a $15 million loss on the year. Um, if, you know, that's still with football happening, you know? Um, so, um, so they've been very, very straightforward, very transparent during this time. So it's been uh, great to, to see that and, and, you know, makes you even more excited about the people that you work for um, and the opportunity we have. And, and so, you know, so I think that's been, you know, kind of unique to see that. And, and, uh, and then, you know, and then that trickles down to how our head coach has handled it. And he's, you know, he's been doing a lot of the, the legwork of, of sorting all through everything. And um, us assistants right now are, are really trying to focus on, you know, our, our current athletes and recruiting and, and really, you know, putting our, you know, our energy into those areas as they're, you know, dealing with the, you know, the problems that lie ahead yeah so louisville's been in you know i think by design been in the news by coming public with some of their you know thought and, and i know everybody is like that like we are like that and other schools you know start to come out um do you feel like at, at louisville currently as you're going through this there's 
you know, you came from Wichita State and you were at Kent State, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But like, is it different being at a Power Five school compared to maybe uh, being at a Wichita State or another school that isn't as quite in the media limelight that way? But I don't know. Does that affect track and field at all? That's obviously I'm interested in track and field. Part yeah. Of it. Um, you know, we've had some things go on, you know, in the past at our university that have been, in the, you know, in, uh, at the forefront of the media and, and it, it's, it's had some minor impact, I would say, you know, um, but, but uh, we've really kind of come over the hump, I feel like with, with our administration and the changes that they've made that way and in the, in the staff that's in place. So, um, but, you know, on the day of the day it hasn't made any any impact we, we have the resources we need in, in a you know a great situation that way um and that's a huge you know benefit of of moving into the power five conference which we're new to the acc we you know this is our sixth year in the acc conference so um we've had a huge benefit of of that financially um and just competitively and uh so so you know obviously during this time it's hard to know how we're affected compared to how you're affected or how kent state's affected because we don't I don't think anybody really knows yet how we're affected, you know? So, um, so we're just kind of sit and wait and see who, you know, ends up in a better place here in a, a year or two. So with your current athletes that you're working with, how are you keeping in touch? How are they doing? Uh, do you, are they able to stay focused? Are they progressing? What's, have you got a feel for that? Yeah. Um, I feel really good about where most of my kids are and, you know, they've been, you know, it's hard to tell if they're just, you know, telling you what you want to hear or if they're really doing well. Um, so, you know, it's try trying to sort through that. It's a little bit tough, but they all seem uh, to be doing, you know, doing, managing it well. And a lot of them right now are coming back to campus. Um, and I think they're wanted a change of scenery. So we'll see kind of how that goes. So obviously they needed, needed a little bit of a, of a change. So. So is your campus <laughs> opening back up right now? Our campus never officially closed, but they encourage kids to move home. Um, so, you know, our facilities for athletics aren't open, uh, but we have some, you know, we have a, a cardio path that has track surface around the outside of our track that's open. And um, so, so they're able to, to train, you know, as needed. And, you know, my, my group, I'm, I'm pretty structured with how I handle training and how my kids, what they're used to during the year. So um, when all this kind of started going down, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, you know, I talked to each one of them about what their situation was and how they wanted to move forward. And the ones that wanted to keep that structure and keep training, um, we've kind of really focused on, you know, speed development and, and taking take advantage of this time of not having not having the technical work that goes into the vault or the multis and, and really, you know, training like, you know, the, the vaulters as, you know, 60-meter runners or 40-meter runners, really, and, and the, the multis more as, you know, 400 runners. And so we've tried to take advantage of that, and I think they've, appreciated the structure and a lot of them are still you know continuing with, with training cycles and wanting to keep going that way and soon they're going to take a break here for next year but um but it's i feel like they've done a good job taking advantage of this time physically yeah we're the same way we've you know we're kind of wrapping up we, we had a meeting yesterday and we talked to our group about you know next week is conference on the schedule you know which is crazy to think about because we were so in a weird void of time and so we're kind of targeting, you know, going through that and then giving them a little bit of a time off. But then some kids, you know, maybe took some time off already and they don't want to stop and they're because they haven't competed. It, so we're trying to figure out how to structure the next three months. And so that's once again, confusing as to yeah, how to move right. forward because we're basically making it. You get so locked into your routines. And so maybe right. it's a good thing for us to 
have to think about yeah. it in a different way and, and maybe it'll turn out better next year. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that we didn't just shut down, you know, when when we got sent out from indoor nationals. I'm glad we kept you know, I'm glad they've been able to keep training during this time so we didn't have this six month long period of you know of, of what are we doing, you know, heading into the fall. So um, so I, I feel good about what they've done and where we're at that way. Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen next? If you got your crystal ball over there in the border of Kentucky and Man. Indiana, like Man. the, the you know. if, are you guys like as you're moving forward? We're trying to put a meet schedule together, and that's difficult because right. we don't know one what the budget might look like. We kind of have an idea, but and and two, we don't know what other schools are going to do, and so everyone's kind of like, yeah, I don't I don't know. We'd like to have a meet with you, but we're not sure if we can have a meet with you. Right. How are you guys doing with that kind of stuff? We're we're kind of in the same boat, and um, which you know, scheduling for track and field is obviously tricky, anyways. And you know, it's it's one of those things when you when you plan early, you plan twice, um, and now you plan early. Now you're going to plan about 15 times. I feel like as things you know adjust and change, and um, you know, we just I just got a text from our head coach yesterday where we had a, a meet on our schedule, and they changed you know they just changed the date of it, you know, and so now we're revamping kind of what the plan will be and what we want to do and um you know and who knows if they're going to limit how much travel gets limited you know if that's limited by the NCAA or um you know I feel I feel like they've done a good job with um helping us move forward financially within our program at Louisville you know there were cuts that way but I think we're you know they've really tried to limit those cuts for the athletes to see them and and putting them first and obviously travel and competition is a huge part of that so um, so I think that's been, been good, but we don't, you know, we're in the same boat where every, you know, I feel like every, every couple of days things are shifting and everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, but you also have to have a plan. So, uh, how many, you know, how many sports, how many sports does Louisville have? We have, we have 21 with six of those sports. being, you know, being track and field and cross country. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm not sure people probably understand the importance of track and field and cross country because you have to have a minimum number of sports and Great. track and field and cross country represents six out of that where everybody else is literally one i don't think there's another sport maybe volleyball can have a you know sand volleyball team and they can but a right. lot of times it's different coaches uh, yeah. but with track and field it's i think in this situation track and field it's some of the even smaller schools are probably more important uh I, you know so i right. i would think most people with any kind of brain in a in a administrative sense figure has figured that out so right. places yeah, like kent state you know and different places like that yeah, I think the scary thing was the proposal that moved that was in place of trying to lower that minimum number of sports you have right. to, you know, sponsor. So that's, you know, obviously that's scary. And if that goes through and if that's kind of embraced, then I think men's well, sports I, could be a little bit of a challenge. I think that has been kind of uh, moved away from a little bit from what I've heard because uh, yeah, we saw that too. And um, so I think that's good. Uh, in you yeah. know, our conference, we had a meeting with our conference and they talked about they understand the importance of cross country, indoor and outdoor having championships because other sports can't, you know, other sports like, a, like basketball or baseball or whatever, they can have a regular season and determine a champion. We can't do that in track and field. So our, our conference has been supportive of if there's going to be any championships, track and field is going to be one of the championships right. that they're going to yeah. host. So that's a, yeah. another positive, I think for track. Yeah. And our, and our, our SWAL, which is our sports administrator, she, you know, mentioned that those talks in the ACC of doing those things of, of not having conference tournaments this year and some sports and understanding that that's our only opportunity. So they're going to try to protect that the best they can. 
So let's switch a little bit and talk about your road to Louisville. And you started out in El Dorado, Kansas, which if you're listening to this and don't know where that is, it's half an hour from Wichita. <laughs> and is that where you got started pole vaulting? Because pole vault was ultimately your event. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started a little bit in middle school. My dad pole vaulted when he was you know, in high school and my, my brother did a little bit in middle school as well. So, but it wasn't an event for girls. And when I was in middle school, so I would go and compete against the boys at some of those meets that they'd let me in. Uh, but ultimately, I was a big time into softball. So um, played softball my freshman, sophomore year of high school, and then switched over to track my junior year. We got a new pole vault coach in town that kind of helped persuade me and a lot of my teammates from other sports to track. So never would have thought this was the path I was going to take. I, you know, felt like I was just a wannabe track athlete, you know, as I joined my junior year. But obviously, I'm, I'm thankful that that was what happened. And then I think the Jenny Ashcroft come calling. Yep. So Jenny, so, who's the current Michigan coach. Jenny and and uh, and Rainbow Rainbow saw me compete at a meet, and um, he was the first you know person to to really reach out. And um, I never you know I I, did, I wish I knew what my mindset was going through the recruiting process back then because I was so oblivious to what was important. And I was really fortunate that you know it, it panned out to where I was at Wichita State. So. And when you were on the team as when I came to the team, so I was there as you were starting to get going, and you went from uh, a good athlete on the team to someone that appeared to be interested in leadership role on the team. And that's probably, I would say, some of the foundations of your coaching career, would you say? Oh, for sure. For sure. And I, the, think the, the, I can remember the first inter-squad draft that we had. You might have almost flunked out of school because you were so right. focused on it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, you know, the opportunities that, you know, you help provide in that in that realm were, were huge for me of, of gaining interest and, you know, go, you know, stepping outside of, hey, just how do I become great as an athlete? But, hey, how do I how do I lead? You know, you started the, you know, it's kind of the leadership council within our team and in the inner squad, given opportunity to, to look at things at different perspective. And I mean, I remember a kid, you know, made a bad decision on our team and, you know, Rainbow's trying to figure out how to handle how to handle him moving forward and he reached out to us captains and I'm thinking like dude this was my number one draft pick last year like I need this guy back on the team <laughs> and, <laughs> and it gave me perspective of like oh this is what you guys deal with all the time you know um so so it was great it was a great experience and really set me up to to know that this is what I wanted to do uh for those listening Brooke was a terrific pole vaulter she was a conference champion she jumped 13 nine and a quarter I'm assuming it still bothers you that it's not 14 feet <laughs> yeah I'm the same way. I didn't break 21 seconds. It still bothers me today. Um, and then, so you had a great career. And then probably a lot of people don't know, you went to Oregon. How did that happen? Yeah, so uh, Jenny Ashcroft left after my sophomore year and went out there and was, was coaching the vaulters, worked with multis out there. And, you know, with me knowing, you know, having an idea of wanting to go into college coaching and I still wanted to train and, you know, at the, at, you know try to make the U.S. championships and, the door opened up, you know, Dan Steele was out there and, and allowed me to have a, a volunteer coaching spot to, to go out there and train and, and get my foot in the door in, in the coaching world. So that was a huge, you know, opportunity for me, you know, to put on my resume. And Harry Mara was, got hired after I got out there, um, after Dan Steele took the job at UNI. And um, so I, you know, Vin Lanana was a head coach then. So I had, you know, was around some really high level coaches and it was a great experience. And obviously you were there when Ashton Eaton was kind of starting to become yeah. the Ashton Eaton that everybody knows of. What was that like seeing him develop? Um, it was awesome. And he was, you know, one of the most humble athletes I've been around. And, um, 
you know, I basically followed him around with a video camera most of the year. Um, Harry thought I was some tech technology guru because I could record video. And this was before iPhones and stuff. And, you know, I created email accounts for each kid and would send them out. And, you know, he thought I needed to start my own business. But, um, but yeah, no, it was awesome to see that and, and, and to keep that connection rolling with Harry. And, you know, he's been a great mentor of mine. Then another thing we have in common is that next you go to Kent State and become a Golden Flash. There's so many people listening to these podcasts don't realize all the connections with Kent State, Wichita State, and all that kind of stuff. But you spent a few years at Kent. Yeah, uh, Rainbow helped get me, you know, his his relationship with Bill Lawson was, was huge and get me the opportunity to go out there and, um, you know, and, and, and Coach Lawson was, you know, really took me under his wing and, and showed me the ropes and, and how college coaching works, just not only just out on the track, but recruiting and, and everything around it. And I was the director of ops while I was out there as well. So um, I got a lot of experience of the ins and outs of the business side of, of track and field. So it was it was great. I was there for three years and then um, got a call from Coach Cowper at Louisville. Yeah, and you've been at Louisville since 2013 and and in the ACC, have you been in the ACC the entire time? No, my first, year, my first year here, we were in the American. As a, yeah, a which is what we're in year. there, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. that's interesting. That first, The American, yeah, the, when the Big East broke up or whatever, the American was a weird conference for like a year, and there was other schools in it. And so when we look back at our r- records and things like that, there's this one year that's strange. Right. And then it kind of became what it is now. And then the ACC, which is this huge – were there like 16 schools in the ACT, ACC or something like that? And 15, what's, yeah. What's it like competing in a conference with so many good quality schools? You know, yeah. obviously going from a background at Wichita State to Oregon where you weren't exactly coaching uh, athletes in the same way. But at Kent, it was probably similar to Wichita State in terms of developing athletes and building athletes and having a team kind of feel. And then at, at Louisville, it's got to be a lot of extremely different trying to figure out how to be successful yeah no it's definitely uh more of a recruiting for focus on the studs you know and when there's 15 teams there aren't as many points to go around and so you're trying to get you know um invest invest your scholarship in really high level kids and um now i coach event areas where develop development is uh, a big part of it you know um and the multi, obviously, a lot of kids don't even do that in high school, and in the men's vault, especially, is 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 an area where kids get a lot better in, in college. So, um, so I still have, you know, it's it's a little bit different, might have an area, but it's also, you know, you're trying to get, you know, and I remember Rainbow telling me when I started coaching of, hey, it's and at the time, you know, the women's vault wasn't good, but hey, it's a lot easier to take a 12-6 girl to 13 feet than a 11-foot girl to 13 feet, you know. Even though that girl made, you know, and so, and that's always kind of stuck with me. And, you know, you always want to find those diamond rub kids. And then I've been fortunate to find some of those kids, you know, um, but, but you're always, you know, looking at, you know, where, where kids are at, at the time and, and, uh, and trying to make an impact early in the conference is tough. So you guys have obviously been doing things right. You've been getting better. And, and so it's kind of fun to watch uh, Louisville because, you know, Cowper was, in the Mac when I was in the Mac. So he's a, he's an old mid American conference guy. So there's probably fun working for a guy that has that background as well that you could probably yeah. relate to. Yeah. No, Cowper is definitely a, a, a blue collar type mentality. And, um, it, I, you know, I've, when I got here to Louisville, I was, I was determined I was going to outwork him and I couldn't do it. You know, he's in the office five in the morning and, and I, you know, I could, I couldn't keep up, but, um, but I tried my best to. So he's, he's been, you know, his background that way definitely had a connection, helped us connect 
um, at a high level when I got here. Wrapping up, as we wrap up, you, you've gone from being uh, single in coaching to married in coaching, now kids with coaching. How, how is that? How do you juggle all that for those young coaches <laughs> that might be thinking about wanting to go it's, down that road? Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's a challenge. It's different, you know, and I think you just have to, you understand that there's things that are different, you know, and um, I remember another, another coach that I was on staff with that made a comment of, you know, when, when they were going to have kids that, you know, I don't want it to affect my coaching and my recruiting, you know, and I looked at him and said, well, it's going to, you know, and, and, and some of that is negative and a lot of, and then there's a lot that's positive, you know, and, and it's fun for my athletes to see me be a mom and see my husband be a dad and, and have, I have a lot of different experience, you know, in life and perspective with those kids, but it's also a lot harder to make, you know, recruiting calls in the evening when you're trying to get your kids down. And obviously right now without, you know, real, really much child care, it's, it's a challenge to, to manage this time, but, um, but I think that, you know, there's there's positives and there's things that are that are challenging about it. But um, I've been, you know, Coach Calvert's been crazy supportive of, of me in this role with with a family and the, our administration has taken the same um, the same stance. And so, I you know, there's I feel like there's probably some places I couldn't manage it. You know, it would you know, but here it's been an environment where I've been able to, to do that. Well, everyone at Wichita State, we follow along and are super proud of how you're doing. And uh, so continue the good work. And I'm sure uh, this will hopefully get more people following Louisville track and fields. Louisville, not Louisville. So right. keep that Louisville. 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 And uh, so keep up the good work. Good luck. And uh, when you get things figured out, let us know so we can get it figured right. out too. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I appreciate it. Go Shockers. <laughs>